0: Two-pitch, ball lined to Yount, it's short! He throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air. Yount, makes a great catch and one! The Amos has thrown the first no-hitter in Milwaukee Brewer history! Swings and here it is! A face hit in the right center! He's done it. 3,000 for Robin. And there's a drive to the left field. This is hit well. And it's good. gone. a A 2-1 home run. The Brewers take the lead. Morgan, a smash up the middle.
1: You're cruising for a bruising with me, Andrew Snyder.
2: I'm and me, Adam
1: McGee. As we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast. Adam, I never want to leave this podcast without saying I love you. Uh, that was definitely a baseball series in Major League Baseball. The teams played baseball. One team won, one team lost, and uh, it sure was something. Uh I know the answer to this, not because of the results of this series. But I know the answer to this. But I'm going to ask it anyway, because this is how we start podcasts. Adam, how are you doing?
2: Uh, I'm doing something. I'm doing a podcast. Why do I sound like this? I sound like this because it's 6.15 a.m. I am very much just awake. I have not seen the final game of this series. Let's get up in front of that. Andrew's going to be telling me the final game of this series. I know he's excited about that. Um but yeah this is this is some I don't know the I hate the Dodgers. The Dodgers did this to us on all fronts with their scheduling. We've never had to do this but this is a one fifteen AM Eastern six fifteen A is it GMT at the moment? I don't know. But whatever it is
1: it's not fun. I will say this at the end of the podcast, but there is something the Dodgers owe me now. If it comes to a certain point, I'll say that and also echo that I hate them as well. Um, I'm going to start by being self-indulgent as we often are on this podcast, just because, you know, we're talking about the brewers, but uh, a lot of it is just like one-on-one therapy from time to time. Uh, Also, I'll shout out a podcast that isn't on our network that I shout out often. This this final game thing kind of reminds me of his family barbecue, what they do around the trade deadline where uh, Jake like goes on total isolation and then Jordan on the podcast live reveals to him trades that have happened. So this is much less exciting version of this, especially with how that game turned out. And
2: I feel like just for us to work out who gets beers, you have to reveal <laughs> the one good thing to me, but we can, we can get to that later. Um, I was, I was surprised and excited. It sounds it sounds great. It probably sounds better out of the context of everything else that went with it in the game.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, it's been a week for me and Adam. Uh, obviously, I'm on the east coast of the United States. He's in Dublin. So that makes recording any of our various podcasts on GSPN a challenge. Gspn.info, if you're interested. Talk to the Tundra, win in six, the Eurostep. Make time for this. All right, podcast. But uh, this, you know, a 10-10 Eastern, 9-10 Central start for a Tuesday, a Wednesday, and a Thursday game leading into a Friday where they've also got a game against the Texas Rangers makes this a challenge. So, yeah, 119 on the East Coast, like you said, 619 on in Ireland right now. So, it's, it's a challenge to get this done. This is not normally how the sausage is made. Normally, it's like, you know, early evening for me late evening but not scary hours for adam uh after like a, a day game series getaway day uh or like a seven thirty in the morning midday for him recording so you know we're down bad for those reasons adam's got a busy day tomorrow featuring a ton of things if you're in our discord you've seen them like he's getting it's a busy
2: it. day today just just to clarify yes, you know, today, we're, today, we're not sorry. all as lucky as you Andrew
1: right oh well, i've got a 9 a.m meeting so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be rough for me as well but uh also uh i've had my power out for like 36 hours at the beginning of this series the first game and also it was affecting the cell service so i was getting like i could not do game trackers so i'm relying on the discord and twitter to know what's happening in game one and then i went back and watched the condensed game later and now now we're back and functional so there's self-indulgent hour out of the way uh it's been tough, Adam, but you know, we're get, we're gonna get through it because, uh, because for some reason we decided to do this podcast many, many moons ago, I guess coming up on a, over a year and a half ago. Uh, your you're lighting,
2: gonna... I, w- I want to add to this, this is very yes. atmospheric for this. I feel like I'm taking part in some sort of like virtual seance or something like that, which, which definitely adds another element to proceedings too.
1: Yeah. The ayahuasca, uh, Well, that's a joke. That's a joke. But like, I made it through this baseball game, stone cold sober. But after podcasts, I can tend to have an adrenaline running up. So I've officially poured like uh, a coffee cup's worth of Cabernet into a company not mentioned branded coffee mug just to keep myself level uh, by the time this is over. So I can go to sleep and be ready for a full Friday workday where I'm going to get back in the saddle, you know, watch some golf during the day and then and then watch some more Brewers baseball uh in Texas. Um but anyway, uh Adam there are minor news and notes, not a ton. Um
2: there might be some I, I don't think, know about uh, even. There may be maybe some things have happened while I was while I was asleep.
1: There uh the first one is JC Mejia to the IL with right shoulder uh, inflammation. Eyes emoji, eyes emoji, eyes emoji, eyes emoji, eyes emoji, eyes emoji. Right? So shoulder inflammation maybe got lit up in his last outing. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the reason. Uh, Trevor McGill is back up. You know, we've seen him a time or two, and he had a good wow. outing in this series. Trevor McGill um, is back up? What, you missed what he missed this news as
2: well. Pitch in? I I, I, um, I must have seen it and just. Go on, continue. Yeah, that I'm, was, uh, I'm excited to find that out was what else
1: miley start um oh, that's he's right. not gonna get a beer but you know he did a scoreless clean inning with two strikeouts and we appreciate his efforts welcome back uh anyway um also jacob mizerowski uh had a, a good outing six innings 12 strikeouts and with biloxi i don't know if it was in biloxi like like i've said i spent a lot of this week without power and unable to get the news like i normally would uh shout out to the thunderstorms in Durham North Carolina apparently you know power company that will not be named had a really tough time um and then uh something I want to talk about next week but not now we need to see things play out it's uh I think Kesson Hira has three homers in his last two games up to 20 and 73 games in the season so uh that's getting the Twitter chatter started we'll talk about that at a later date but Adam um I, do, you, I actually think do you want to talk about these three for, games?
2: I think you're forgetting what might be the most significant, which is Rowdy.
1: Um, oh, yeah, well, Walk Off Home, right?
2: Yeah, but even the way some of the language was used, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we do see him for the Rangers. and He hasn't been lighting it up. Um, but I, I believe Craig's quotes changed to, you know, oh, well, you know, at least you know, the end of the Dodgers series, and we'll see. So maybe maybe they're just gonna do that. Um yeah, Walk Off Homer is definitely an improvement on what he had been doing, but also things have picked up a little bit anyway. Let's catch Can up. Did I read but, he
1: and Tyler Black had uh back to back doubles today as well? Uh, Who
2: he went he went two for three with a double, yeah. Um, and a walk in the game that is just completed um one for five with that walk off Homer the day before and two for five um the day before that. so he's I mean not lighting the world on fire still um but what's that? five for 13 including a walk-off homer, a double today, a walk his last three games that is uh, that is certainly a whole lot closer to what the Brewers would have been looking for and I, I have a feeling we might be about to see Rowdy back
1: Yeah, at this point it's sure, let's try it with pretty much any position on the roster that isn't Christian Yelich's, William Contreras's or Sal Freelix. I'm probably missing someone, but Nevertheless, can you hit for a few weeks? Welcome to the Brewers lineup. Glad to have you. We'll see what happens with Rowdy. Came uh, one of the series, uh, pitted Bobby Miller against Adrian Hauser. Bobby Miller noted a uh, crush of mine, a guy that I had said, you know, if a Corbin Burns deal would have happened midseason, I wanted Bobby Miller to be the headliner if the Dodgers were to uh, make a move for Burns, but obviously that didn't happen, and... I see now, and I've been seeing, because he's been really turning it on at late. Obviously, we knew he had great stuff, but the performance has started to match the stuff lately as the Dodgers heat up considerably. Um, I see why that was uh, unrealistic and why the Dodgers would not move him for a guy with one and a half years of control. Uh, the Brewers did start well, and it looked like you know things were going to go well early, Christian Yelich leads off the game with a single. William Contreras walks uh, after a Carlos Santana flyout. Sal Freelich grounds into a fielder's choice that would score Yelich. Dodgers tried to turn that double play, but Sal Freelich's speed was uh, too much for them. In the fifth, the uh, Dodgers get on the board with a Miguel Rojas uh, groundout. So another fielder's choice there scores David Peralta to make it one-to-one. Now's the time to talk about how for much of this game, Adrian Hauser was excellent. Five and a third innings pitch, just the five hits and no walks, three earned runs, uh, four runs in total, six strikeouts actually pitched very well and was the subject of some bad luck. I'll say, uh, especially in the sixth inning, he gets, uh, Freddie Freeman to pop out, um, to start the inning. Then Andrew Monasterio, uh, Fields cleanly a ground ball by Will Smith. High throw to Carlos Santana. Uh, allows Smith to reach. Max Muncy singles. And then JD Martinez doubles to left to make it 2-1. Uh, Hobie Milner comes on to relieve Adrian Hauser. Uh Kike Hernandez comes on to pinch hit uh, for David Peralta. Kike single to center scores, Max Muncy and JD Martinez. That makes it four run or four one. The runs make it 4-1 again. It is 1.30 in the morning here. We wish there um, were four
2: runs for the Brewers. <laughs>
1: uh, Then later in the inning, Miguel Rojas again, this time with a single scores. Uh, he gave Hernández to And as they make it 5-1, Bryce Wilson comes on to relieve Hobie Milner. And a Mookie Betts single to left makes it 6-1. And from that point, pretty clear this game's over. Good start from Hauser. Uh, with some tough luck in that inning. Obviously, Monasterio has been good this year, so uh, not going to really uh, tear him down over an error there. But Dodgers are, uh, at the very least, the second-best team in the NL, probably the second-best team in baseball when it all comes down to it, and they capitalize on the opportunities that you give them, and that's what happened here Uh, to spoil a, a good start from Adrian Hauser and then Bobby Miller, obviously, Puts runners on uh, and gives up a run in the first inning but locks it down from there. Six innings, just uh, one hit, one run, uh, one walk, four strikeouts, and 74 pitches in six innings. Uh, Brewers go 0-2 runners in scoring position, only get two hits on the game. And, uh, yeah, that's really what it all comes down to. That one inning and the Brewers' offense unable to, to capitalize. Carlos Santana adds a homer that he absolutely crushed in the seventh. But that's it, 6-2 loss, and uh, yeah, a good start from Hauser goes around in the sixth inning thanks to one play and the Dodgers just being sharks and seeing blood in the water.
2: Yeah, I I think for Hauser in this instance, he was unlucky in that he was given significant trouble to pitch out of, too, um, by way of, was it second, where Bryce Durang had a couple, one classified as an error, but another didn't have, he bobbles to put Hauser in, more trouble than you want to ever be in against the Dodgers. And I thought Hauser was very impressive in just really pitching his way out of it, keeping composed and just not getting into any kind of, I don't know, just not becoming something that he's going to come kind of compound further and not lose control. So I was impressed by that. And then it's when his own turn comes to be like, hey, somebody just give me a little bit of help and you get, the master of uh, stranding runners in scoring position, Hobie Miller, comes in and lays an absolute egg. So I, I I thought Hauser really pitched very, very well and all in all didn't get a whole lot of help from his teammates at all. Um, he was given more to do by them. And yeah, he, he didn't get any help on the way out to to get out of there without the Dodgers being able to add to the lead. Uh, beyond that I mean Santana hit that ball really hard Andrew uh, I think that's kind of it though <laughs> Like, um, also I mean more frustrating for starting the game with Yelly getting on base, Contreras getting on base, Yelly of course being scored and then for it to unfold as it did from there Um, but Bobby Miller looks like looks like a dude. So I guess it's what can happen.
1: Yeah, and uh as uh as I said in the Discord, uh the Barry Keon meme, uh there goes that dream. No Bobby Miller for me. As much as uh I may want it. Uh, moving yeah, on maybe, to maybe.
2: You never know. Look, the Dodgers, they've got lots of stuff. They can just be like sure have a bobby miller we want corbin burns
1: uh they won't here's to hope they,
2: they could uh, <laughs> they don't have to be as protective of stuff as you know poverty franchises moving no on names, to no names.
0: <laughs> we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed what would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Moving
1: on to game two of this series. Pitting uh, two left-handed pitchers against one another. One of them destined for the Hall of Fame. I'll let you guess which. I really couldn't tell um, when the names were listed. Uh, this was a game where <laughs> Wade Miley was uh on the mound obviously against Clayton Kershaw as I mentioned the two legendary left handers and uh Wade Miley was frustrated by some of the batted ball luck the uh Dodgers were getting and in the final game of the series I'm going to assume everyone was frustrated by the batted ball luck the Brewers were not getting uh but he said the the Dodgers hits seemed to like have GPS location on them and be able to just find holes and uh get through and make things happen, and that was accurate. No better uh, description for that kind of thing other than uh, Will Smith, who, in the bottom of the first, uh, Miley starts off the game with a walk to Mookie Betts. Freddie Freeman flies out. Mookie Betts takes second. Uh, Will Smith reaches on an infield single to Willie Adamas puts runners on the corners um, with one and out. And then J.D. Martinez... Reaches first on a catcher's interference. Uh, that sends the base loaded, obviously. Uh, they would get Rosario to ground out to third. That would score uh, Mookie Betts to make it one nothing. So they get out of that inning with just a single run allowed. And then Kershaw on the bump in the top of the second, facing off against Mark Kanekan. He hits his first homer as a brewer uh, down the left field line to make it 1-1. to And then in the second, the Dodgers would again grab the lead right back. Um, Miguel Rojas homers to left field to make it two to one. Uh, following Rojas's homer, Mookie bets singles to center. Freddie Freeman follows that with a double to center that sends uh bets to third. So runners on second and third. Will Smith gr- grounds a ball between the pitcher and third base. Wade Miley fields it and steps awkwardly for a moment. We thought he was hurt, but yet another fluky ground ball single for Will Smith. Uh, Loads the bases there. And then J.D. Martinez again reaches first base uh, on a catcher's interference. That uh, The ground ball that he hit would have ended the inning. Mookie Betts scores, makes it 3-1. They eventually get out of the inning, down just 3-1. But just the bad luck piles up and piles up. J.D. Martinez standing with his back foot halfway out of the batter's box. Last year, in our playback, an inside joke amongst us and our listeners was... Referring to a game where the Brewers were playing the Red Sox and broadcaster who we know and love, Brian Anderson, was just talking with derision around the slight drop off in performance that JD Martinez has had. And then the running joke became uh, JD Martinez, that absolute scumbag, whatever it may be. And you know what, Adam? Justice for BA. He was right to be angry about JD Martinez just swindling the poor umpires into. The catchers' interference uh, calls. I'm I've, I've, I'm I'm monitoring the situation. I'm thinking we maybe need to get a task force in Congress on this. I don't know, but I think something needs to be done about this, Adam. I don't know where you stand on this.
2: Where's where's the official statement? Where's Rob Manfred? Where's his statement? I mean, I just I don't. This this turns the game around, Andrew. You know the Brewers. The Brewers would have won this series, right? We're all in agreement on that. The Brewers. We're gonna win this series if not for JD Martinez and these these phony catcher's interference calls. Um not not once, not twice. Honest, honest bill just getting called into it. Then people be like, oh, leads leads baseball and catcher's interference calls this season with five. It's like, yeah, maybe let's look at that closer with two of them coming to one game. Let's let's maybe look at it closer.
1: I'm disgusted. I'm outraged. Now, you know, Craig makes a very good point when they asked him about it. And he said, you know what, we scored one run in the game. That that being said, like well, this But what if they already
2: scored one run? How about that, Craig? <laughs> then the then the game could still be going. We might still be on game two.
1: Um Damn. 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 It's it's tough, you know? We're and also we're at 1.36 AM and we had a patented Highlight plays in Andrew's ears inadvertently, even though it hadn't been playing uh, the whole time before. But yeah, was it was it J D uh,
2: Martinez? Was was that what it was?
1: I think it might. No, it was the Rojas home run. Sorry. Um, but you know, I just like who who in Biden's cabinet is on things like this. Like I, I don't know, but I need like we need a task force.
2: Maybe it could be you.
1: Yeah, I volunteer as tribute. Um, yeah. From there on, the Dodgers would just continue to uh, pile up runs. Will Smith hits a sack fly in the fourth to make it four to one. Uh, Mookie Betts scores on an error, uh, by Joey Weimer at the left center field wall on a fly ball by Freddie Freeman that was originally ruled a double. Uh, some some home field shenanigans going on there, trying to ruin Abner Uribe's ERA, but you know. Not, not, not today. Not today. Um, that made it five to one. Uh, Will Smith follows that with an honest hit, uh, which was a single up the middle to make it six one. Uh, and then in the seventh, Chris Taylor, of course, of course, Chris Taylor, who we have learned to hate over the last two years, Adam. It's the solo homer to make it uh, seven to one. Wade Miley goes five innings, seven hits, four runs, just three of them were earned. Two walks, two strikeouts. Uh, Admiral Rebay comes on one inning, two hits, two runs. None of them were earned uh, thanks to the overruling, the obvious overruling. Uh, he had a walk and a strikeout. Andrew Chafin has an inning. He allows the homer to Chris Taylor. And then Trevor McGill closes things out uh, with no runs allowed and two strikeouts. Kershaw only goes five, obviously, uh, monitoring his innings as they gear up for a playoff run. Five innings, three hits, just the one earned run uh, on the can of homer. Two walks, two strikeouts. Brutus Sargraderall throws a scoreless inning. Ryan Brazier throws a scoreless inning. And then Adam, old friend Gus Varland, uh, who notably had a, a a really bad final outing as a Brewer, was a Rule 5 pick and then sent back to Los Angeles after that tough outing, comes in and looked great. Um, two innings pitched, one walk, three strikeouts. I think right after the one walk, uh, ended up either striking out the next batter or uh, and then getting a double play or getting a double play uh, right after that walk. So uh, don't like it coming against the Brewers. Farland was a guy we were very excited about coming into spring training. But like on a on a human level, if it wasn't, <laughs> if it wasn't against the Brewers, I'd be happy to see Gus Farland do this. But right now it's just like, sure, pile it on, pile it on.
2: Yeah, some of them tire for the ghostbus. It's back on the road and. We wish it well, I guess. Is uh is is all we could do. I would I have liked him uh to just wait a little bit longer before doing good things. Maybe I don't know, <laughs> give up seven runs just to, to start with there. That would have been that would have been nice, would have been helpful. Um but for Gus Farland, hey, good for you, Gus. We uh we were supporters, you we were great optimists, and just didn't quite work out At the right time, the right place, but there you are. You're a dodger now. Um what did what did Milwaukee ever do to Chris Taylor?
1: That's what we've asked several times and we just have not come down with an answer. I want to task force on that as well. Why does Chris Taylor do this um you know, I think there's a lot of questions and not a lot of answers, but he seems to just have some sort of a, a vendetta that I, that I can't understand. Milwaukee's obviously this came in L.A., but so Brewers fans did not have to see that up close and personal like his catch in the NLCS in 2018. But, uh, you know, I just think he needs to stop. Someone needs to put a stop to it. Uh, And uh, I don't know who's there to do it. Like you said, Adam, you're trying to put me on the J.D. Martinez task force. Do I need to be on multiple task forces at once? I mean, I think me keeping busy is obviously good for my scattered mind. So who knows?
2: I've, I've Googled, Andrew, uh, Google has all the answers. Why does Chris Taylor hate Milwaukee? And uh, the, the top result is uh, a Reddit post that, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to click in. I'm not going to verify this any further. But the preview on Google does show me a quote, which I can only assume to be legitimate. Reddit wouldn't have it any other way, Andrew. Uh, I quote, I fucking hate Milwaukee specifically, end quote, Chris Taylor. Checks out. Uh
1: yeah, and I'm sick I'm sickened by it. Uh what the Dodgers need to do for me personally, because of this series, is if they find themselves in an NLCS with the Atlanta Braves, they need to be up ten nothing in the clinching game. And Gus Varland, if he somehow makes the postseason roster. Needs to close out that ten nothing win. I'm giving him a lot of buffer there, just because you know, uh, yeah, he's not pitching in a close game. Let's just be real. Uh, I think that wouldn't make things right. I would still have a lot of hurt in my heart, a lot of hurt in my soul, a lot of hurt, and uh, my sleep schedule. But I, I, think like that's step one into like repairing the relationship. But also like I don't want them to get there. I don't want either of them to get there. I, it's Milwaukee versus anyone in the NLCS that's my preference
2: they're gonna get there I mean that's <laughs> that's the reality it's kind of what I was saying going into the series too and it's like now with the Brewers help they've won 11 straight um they're closing the gap they four games back of the Braves now like <laughs> we'll see may not be impossible uh the Dodgers are the Dodgers, and this might be the year where all of that actually clicks again in a postseason sense. But I yeah, think uh, it might. Mu- I I think the idea that they're beating the Braves ten nothing to close out the NLCS, and you're there. This visual image I have of you being like, now I'm not gonna enjoy this this, oh, Gus I'm not Varlan going to that. comes in to pitch. No, you're watching from home. Okay, just, okay. God, I, I know you're like a sick man, but I wasn't suggesting you're that sick. Uh, I just think you'll be enjoying the Braves losing 10 nothing in the LCS, regardless of whether Gus Farling comes in or not. And honestly, maybe at that point, you wouldn't want to see Gus Varlan come in and you know start a rally that could could lead to the greatest comeback in history.
1: That's a that's a fair point, Adam. Now that the series is over and I don't have to, you know, worry about throwing something out into the universe um, that's gonna come back to haunt the Brewers, I can just say this: like Dodgers, uh, your World Series is fake in twenty twenty; doesn't count, just like the Lakers. Yeah. Doesn't count. Your bubble title doesn't count. Neither of them count. Uh, do I believe this take? I don't even know if I believe it. But uh, you better hope you win it this year because this one doesn't count. But also, you're probably getting Otani in the offseason. So, you know, things are going to be good for you forever. Uh, this is what happens uh, after dark. Anyway, Adam, do you want to learn can about they, the baseball Can they game? get a
2: Otani and Corbin just before we move on? Could that be your thing that happens for the Dodgers in the offseason?
1: Uh, I've come around to your vision now, Adam. Here's what I'm seeing is the uh, Orioles get the buy and then lose in the ALDS and then go, we need to make our all in move for next year. And that's Corbin Burns. That being said, does John Angelos operate in a way where he would trade for a guy with one year control and then extend him? I, I don't know. He's suspending broadcasters. Shadow suspending broadcasters uh, is his priority right now. So I don't know how this man thinks. But I think Michael Elias is the name of the the GM or president of baseball ops there. And, you know, maybe he really wants to make his mark after he's built up this farm system. So i'm I'm kind of on the Orioles bandwagon now, especially with, uh, some of the Mets shatter where Mets shatter is like, yeah, they told me they don't want to win till 2025. But anyway, this has been step one and Adam and Andrew talk about Corbin Burns for six weeks straight in the winter. You you
2: said farm system there. We missed something from news and notes. And I think maybe this is a good point to inject some good news into the conversation, which is that uh MLB Pipeline have the Brewers as the third best farm system in baseball. It seems like a good thing. We're already reaping some rewards. We're definitely ready to reap even more rewards. But things have been moving in the right direction. Uh, Honestly, since we started the podcast when the farm was on the maybe slightly more underwhelming side, some good minor trades have added to it along the way. Um, Some great pickups, some good drafting and some really nice development. And all of a sudden... Here they are, the Brewers of one of the best farm systems in all of baseball.
1: We also, to inject another bit of news and note I missed, um, got some sort of Garrett Mitchell updates in the sense that maybe he'll be ready towards the end of September and potentially October. Will it be just as like uh, in the end of September and not making the playoff roster, obviously, if he can't play outfield and hit, but is he on – the roster in September is that pinch runner extraordinaire? I don't know, Adam. Maybe uh,
2: it's Gary Handsome time. Look at what he did last year coming onto the roster at that time. Um, uh, did it matter because of his teammates? No, but he did his part. So we'll see. Here's hoping.
1: Also, we're getting some good like video of Cooper Pratt just crushing baseballs. Uh, Luis Lara, it. <laughs> I saw him just in time, Adam. Now he's up with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. He made a great catch in his debut, and I think he got a hit. So, you know, (laughs) good vibes in the middle of this podcast about a sweep at the hands of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Adam, do you want to talk about the game that I just watched with some of our good friends in the Discord?
2: No, I don't want to talk about it because I've got absolutely nothing to say, but I want to hear about it because it's basically all
1: new information to me. New information, Corbin Burns on the mound against uh, Los Angeles' trade deadline pickup, Lance Lynn. A guy who was uh, missing bats at a high level with the White Sox, but also allowing a lot of runs. So late-stage Lance Lynn comes to the Dodgers and, uh, yeah, just shoves. Uh, Although this was a game where it seemed like every hard-hit ball the Brewers hit found a Dodger glove and because we're so close in the immediate after the math I do not have quotes or stats about exit velocities in this game but that's how I felt in the moment Lance Lynn goes out gets the Brewers in order in the first Corbin Burns who was excellent in this game by the way had a tough first inning allowed a leadoff single to Mookie Betts Freddie Freeman walks then he buckles down gets David Peralta to strike out strikes out Will Smith uh Throws a a wild pitch that allows Freddie Freeman and Mookie Best to advance. So you've got two runners on second and third. Then he gets a Max Muncy flyout. And, I mean, from there on, it was just a pitcher's duel. Uh, The Brewers were 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. um, And just couldn't get anything going. Uh, Christian Yelich had a hit. South Relick had a hit in two walks. He stole three bases. Bryce Terang uh, had an opposite field single that tried to start a rally. Tyron Taylor went two for three trying to get things going. Nothing really got going. Burns goes seven, two hits, no runs, two walks, nine strikeouts, and really just bounces back after a first inning that it felt like, okay, your pitch count's up, you're like battling through it, and to go seven shutout on 98 pitches was just more than we could have expected. Lynn, for his part, Looked great, goes seven innings, four hits, no runs, none earned. One walk, only three strikeouts, so the Brewers were putting the ball in play. They were hitting the ball hard. Carlos Santana goes 0 for 4, and all throughout this series, he hit the ball hard. He had the homer. He had a couple of deep playouts. He had a couple of line balls to Freddie Freeman, some of which they double up runners. It was just an absolute nightmare. One, uh, Tyron Taylor, like we said, had two hits. One of the outs he made was a hard-hit ground ball to third base that <laughs> resulted in a double play. Uh, Sal Freelick, like we said, got on base three times and stole three bases in this game to put himself in scoring position. And uh really tough game for Willie Adamas. Four bats, four strikeouts. Strikes out in the game. And just seems to be, like he's, he's said it, but anytime he's talked to the media is that he just he's tried things to figure out what's going on and he just hasn't. So this was a game that felt there for the taking because of the way Burns was pitching. They weren't able to do anything. Uh, and then he the hitting at him. Uh, Austin Barnes who went 2-for-3 in this game and after his 2-for-3 two, two performance, I'm going to reach you a stat line. He has a 136 batting average, a 216 OBP and a 176, 176 slug. Yeah, 176 slug. He'd come into this game, had not homered. And, uh, yeah, he homers off the old pie-ups. Is that
2: in his to, entire uh, give... life? He'd never homered?
1: Uh, he had homered uh previously, but in the 40, I think, two games before this, he had not homered this season. Backup catcher, obviously, because when you've got Will Smith, who's one of the best offensive catchers in baseball and damn good defensively as well. I don't have any stats on that right now, but I just assume he is. Uh, he, you know, you're not you're not getting a lot of starts. But here he comes up batting ninth. Uh, started a catcher today, obviously. Smith DH today. And actually, you know, actually made it outs today, which was nice. Um, Barnes hits a solo homer. Gives the Dodgers a one nothing lead. Evan Phillips comes on. Uh... Walks out Freelick with two outs. Freelick still second. And then Willie Adams strikes out into the, the game. So, just like uh, everything that can go wrong will go wrong series for the Brewers. The first two games were defined by sloppy defense and the Dodgers just taking advantage of every opportunity. And then, obviously, JD Martinez and his uh, catcher's interference shenanigans. And then this game was just like, you know what? None of these balls are gonna find holes or gaps, or get through, or get you the run you want to need, or you you're gonna need. I I want the runs too, so I I want to need the runs, and they just didn't come. And then you all, uh, who's been great all season, you know can't be great every day. And with those thin margins, an entire game allows a homer to Austin Barnes, and that's it. I think that adequately describes the just feeling and emotion of, of watching this game like I did the last few hours and this was a very quick game all these games were very quick games like 2 hours 10 minutes 2 hours 10 minutes 2 hours 13 minutes so then I just got to stew in it as I waited for you to wake up
2: yeah I mean I budgeted for more I was thinking maybe there's a possibility I'm going to wake up in extra innings here um, which honestly kind of glad I didn't glad it was over if I woke it up there in extra innings and then they lost that would have been that would have been terrible so I would have really hated them. I'd have been under time pressure in spite of being up super early. It wouldn't have been good. Um, Kurt Hoag, friends of the pod of Monkey Journal Sentinel. Uh, quoting Willie Damas, we have to play better baseball. I've been trying the whole year. It's not working for me. We have to be better. Grim. Grim quotes from Willie Damas. Um, we all know all of it's true. Um, Doesn't, doesn't make it any less grim we were joking last night and the discord shout out to john who suggested i have to say belatedly if he suggested it earlier maybe we, we could have gone with it and i think it would have worked um he asked had we recorded the pod in advance of game tree and just talked as if we had seen it and some of the ideas i was throwing out there of things we could have talked about you know Willie Dam for four four ks was <laughs> what I put out there. And unfortunately, that became reality. I, I, You know what? I think we could have done it. I think Corbin goes seven scoreless. The Brewers can't find a run to help him. Although, we, Adam... We could have got away with it, a, potentially.
1: I had a favorite prediction. Of cool. time as well. The Brewers scored seven in the top of the, 12, oh, yeah. the Dodgers score eight in the bottom of the Well, that was my favorite fake podcast prediction. That one would have been gold.
2: Well, that was going to be on Andrew Chaffin, of course, too. Yeah, sure. Uh, you get, did, you probably, you did mention that briefly. My brain just wasn't there for it. Um, decided to give up a Homer in his outing the night before. I mean, Chaffin, watch did, continues to yes. to not be great at all. Um, it's smelling a bit like Matt Bush. <laughs> don't know, let's, don't not want... let's not don't know, go yeah, that, that far. Let's not go that far. Don't know if everyone thinks it's just it's got a it's got a whiff. Uh, maybe maybe it could be wrong. Maybe we could mask this up, but it's not great, Andrew.
1: Yeah, at least we could like look at Chafin with his hair and his mustache and be like, yeah, that's that's a cool guy. We like that guy. Uh,
2: do we want to look at him though? Do we want to? That's the increasingly the question.
1: With a a lead of greater than five runs, I sure do. Uh, But uh, I guess that covers the series. We were swept by the Dodgers coming off the sweep of the White Sox. Something that, you know, we probably saw as one of the more likely scenarios in this series. Uh, But just baseball, more than anything, seems to find a way to wedge in certain scenarios that just, like... Make the experience that much more annoying, even if you rationalize it at the end. Because, Adam, I think you know, after the last few weeks we're in, are like, don't allow strangers wearing pajamas to playing games to ruin our days. And you know, I've been doing a really good job of that lately, but just like watching Jaden Martinez hit a glove and <laughs> just watching Corbin Birds just go out there and dominate and not team not be able to scratch out a run it's just like baseball you are you're kind of an asshole that's that's just kind of how it goes uh do we want to get on to the the leaderboard or you got something else
2: oh the only other thing i've got is um espn's playoff probability percentage
1: is it gonna make me feel good or bad
2: oh why don't you guess first and i guess we'll find out that good I was gonna ask you to guess percentage, but that's a really yeah. Uh
1: Oh, playoff! Uh, fifty-eight point four percent.
2: It's definitely gonna make you feel good. The Brewers are seventy-nine point three percent likelihood to make the playoffs. So, not a math guy. Listen, four out of five times, it would hardly be our luck, Andrew, that we would be the one (laughs) out of five times (laughs) that just it just wouldn't be in keeping with this podcast. So. I think things are looking good.
1: I have a news and note that I don't, I don't know if you've seen. Okay. I think Tommy Pham is homered in back-to-back games. The Diamondbacks.
2: <laughs> I, I, Logan did alert me to the first of those in the Discord. Um, I was not aware of the second. That is three straight wins for my snakes. You know, they're coming. This is what they did last year. This is they. They found the hot it's hand like from, a, from a much, much darker hole that they were in. You know, they were they were there way, way back, but they were rattling. They were ready to just spring out of the earth. And maybe maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe it's going to be Tommy Pham. He's just he's ready to spring out of the earth and just like bite people.
1: There have been, uh, you know, not di- Diamondbacks or are they Diamondbacks? We call them copperheads here. I don't know if they're the same type of snake. Probably not. Probably a different thing. But they're they've been you know they've been a in the neighborhood end of summer. So I've been worried about like the storm just whipping them into my house and like uh, that's what the the you know wild card needs to be worried about is the snakes just whipping into contention. Who knows? It could happen. Um, I'd be worried for the snakes.
2: I know. I know of your history. I'd be worried for the snakes. Uh, yeah. the snakes yeah, that yeah, want to yeah. fight I've... Andrew Snyder. So we don't have to go into more detail there, but. Those snakes should know better than to find themselves whipped into your home.
1: Listen, I've been known to kill a snake with a shovel. <laughs> they they all they all deserved it. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Now, when I see snakes in person, like at the Milwaukee public market, I'm very nice to them. So You wouldn't kill that,
2: Tommy Found with a shovel, is what we're saying here.
1: Of course not. What he did to Jock Peterson is funny. So I'm just gonna let that be funny. Um, we've been talking a lot about baseball fights lately, Uh, Tim Tim Anderson's face has gotten so much, uh, just punishment over the last few weeks. And he put out a Instagram kind of apology today. And I just want to say that, um, you know, we, we made a lot of jokes about that fight, but genuine, genuinely hope like Tim Anderson's in a better place after all of that. I, I don't know why I just got serious. That's not in my nature, but I do mean that, uh, Adam, should we look ahead or look to the Master Brewer Leaderboard at first? Yeah,
2: let's do that first. Let's let let's not look ahead right away.
1: All right. Um, Corbin Burns gets two beers, obviously. Goes to seven shutout with the nine strikeouts. Just great performance, especially after it looks shaky to start. Um, We mentioned the Discord, gsbn.info. Steven and I and Logan were kind of chatting <laughs> through who should else should get beers in this bleak, bleak series before you were awake. And Steven sold me on Sal Freelich. Thanks to those three stolen bases, really making things happen. Um, and just like putting himself in scoring position, and just teammates weren't able to get him in. Tyron Taylor gets uh, some hits in this game, and also is another guy who was, you know, putting himself in position to be driven in if anyone so chose to drive him in. Just didn't happen. So ugh, I almost choked on my spit. Uh, <laughs> leaderboard through 122 games. Devin Williams with 28. Yoel Piams, and Christian Yelich with 23. William Contreras with 21. Corbin Burns with 20. Hobie Milner, or excuse me, Corbin Burns with 21. Thanks in the second beer. Uh, Hobie Milner with 16. Joey Wimmer with 15. Uh, Brian Anderson, Elvis Peguero, Bryce Terang, Willie Adamas with 14. Owen Miller, Bryce Wilson, Freddie Peralta with 12. Peter Shrezlicki and Victor Caratini with 11. Roddy Clez and Andre Monsterio with 10, Wade, Wade Miley with 9, Julio Tehran, Colin Ray, and Sal Freelick with 8. Abner Uribe with 6, Garrett Mitchell, Blake Perkins with 5, uh, along with Tyron Taylor. Jesse Winker, Brandon Woodruff with 4, Jay Cousins, Eric Lauer, Trevor McGill with 3, Gus Farland. <laughs> Shout out. Maybe you should get another one. Uh, Javi Guerra, Red Tapia, and Abraham Toro with 2. Mike Brasso, Luke Voigt, Matt Bush, Tyson Miller, Darren Ruff, J.B. Vukowskis, Jemai Jones, J.C. Mejia, Carlos Santana, and Mark Canna with one. Adam, they're going to play more baseball. But before we talk about that, like we said, let's set the scene for where we are. The Cubs and Reds did not play today. The Brewers are 65-57, and 57, two-game lead over the Cubs, two-game lead over the Reds. Obviously, they have the um, tiebreaker over the Reds. Pirates are 10 and a half games back. Cardinals 11 half, or 11 games back. Continue. I thought I thought they were going to firmly put themselves ahead of the Pirates and the Pirates were going to fall. But you know what? It's still a battle for last place there for those two. Uh, might want to, you know, just keep losing. Get the draft pick. I'll talk about. Just I, I hope it's...
2: so. The Brewers have seven games left against the Cardinals. Like that really, really could become unbelievably important and uh, maybe the cardinals will show up and be like yeah let's ruin Milwaukee season we hate those guys or maybe they're just really bad and that will be the the key to the brewers winning the division
1: a guy who will not be like a one-one conversation or maybe even top 3 uh is a guy by the name of Tommy White for uh LSU who was sophomore this last year, played at NC State as freshman year, then transferred. Third baseman who mashes. Uh, so if the Cardinals just want to tank for Tommy Tanks, his nickname is Tommy Tanks. So tank for Tommy Tanks, just lose all your remaining games to the Brewers, and, and I think that's a great platform that we can all get on for them. Uh, we might not like it in uh, five years, but they're you know, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, in the wild card, uh, Phillies and Giants taking those top two spots and then I guess on uh, games back even though there's some inequity in the games played between the Cubs Marlins and Reds they're all tied uh technically not on winning percentage on winning percentage the Cubs hold that final spot uh for that third spot and then the Diamond backs game back of them and at sixty two and sixty so a lot left to play for in the central a lot left to play for in the wild card and uh They'll play for that against a damn good team to to start this. Like we mentioned, um, the Texas Rangers find themselves at the top of the NL West. The big splash they obviously made last offseason was signing Jacob DeGrom. And even without him, him being out for the year, they're still 72-49 and 49 with a two-and-a-half game lead over the Houston Astros, who I guess is – after getting Justin Verlander back would have been everyone's consensus pick to make a run back to the world series. Uh, the Orioles, obviously exciting young team. The, the Rays are in a really bad spot right now. Shane McClanahan going down with Tommy John surgery. And then obviously other things going on with that organization that I will not get into here, but the Brewers will head to Texas face the Rangers. Uh, I was in that ballpark in 2021, uh, Looks like a garage door from the outside, but inside was a big fan. You know I like roofs, Adam. Uh, But Friday, August 18th, 7.05 Central Start, Brandon Woodruff will take on Andrew Haney. Saturday, August 19th, 3.05 Central Start, Fox Sports 1, Freddie Peralta versus Dane Dunning. And then Sunday, August 20th, a one thirty five Central Start, Adrian Hauser takes them out against Max Scherzer. Then they'll return home for a five-game homestand, two against... The Twins, three against the Padres, a Monday off day and a Thursday off day mixed into there. And Adam, I got to say, I think I speak for both of us when I say the optionality that those off days provide us. Very welcome after this podcast.
2: Sure, I'm not looking forward to the Rangers series. Uh, I can't pretend otherwise. I don't expect good things, maybe zero good things. And that could leave the breweries in a tough spot because the Cubs have got Tree coming up against the Kansas City Royals. And the Reds uh, are hosting the Toronto Blue Jays. God, I think the Cubs could could roll off Tree there. They really should. If you're serious, Chicago, that's what you should be doing. Maybe they're not
1: serious. That being said, Maybe they did drop a game to the there. White Sox.
2: Yeah, look, there's a local on the that. There's an added variable. If you lose tree to the Royals, I think we should just disqualify them. We should make it official now that they're disqualified from winning the division. Um, And we could all move Can on. Can I make back.
1: a prediction sure to go wrong?
2: I mean, I'm not going to stop you.
1: I know I know, it's against the lefty. But I think I think they win the Woody start tomorrow or today. I, th- I think they win that game. I don't know what happens in the next two, but I think they win the Woody start.
2: If they win the Woody start, anything's possible because Freddy Peralta's last two starts have been phenomenal. So if he wants to make that three in a row, that'd be great. Anything they can get is going to be welcome from this. I mean, I've always kind of viewed these six games like that. Twins might be good, but you're going to have to get back at the horse kind of immediately once you get home. But we'll see. We'll see what the Brewers can eke out to finish the road trip. To make sure... And I, I think we can really, we've really proven this. You never miss an After every series, here we are. We are here to talk about the Brewers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's Cruising for Brewers.
1: We've had me quarantined in the UK with COVID, where we recorded episodes, you having COVID and me having to go by myself, adding in Ty, me being gone in Liverpool before that, where you brought in Jordan. We really just find a way anytime. Just to be like, we said we talk about this team, and we're going to do it. So sorry, I cut in there.
2: The Brewers should follow our lead and just find a way to get some wins against the Rangers. That's that's where I'll go with that. You should, of course, also check out the rest of the GSPN shows, the Uricef Podcast Network, the main feed, home all things Milwaukee books, talk to Tundra for everything Green Bay Packers, and make time for this for movies, pop culture, other things. Until next time, thanks again to all of you for listening. Thank you, Andrew.
1: Thanks for getting up early, Adam.